Howdy, Riffers. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 62 of the Riffs or Die podcast for Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. I know that most of you are listening to this right now on Spotify, and I just found out that you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. So if you don't mind, do me a quick favor if you're on Spotify and rate this podcast. Appreciate you guys. I'm pretty stoked. I just got some new stickers in for the Riffs or Die merch store, riffsordie.com. I'm going to be adding in a couple of new stickers into the store next week. I'll probably try to get them up by the weekend. I've got some 4-inch by 4-inch circles that are No Karate in the Pit stickers, and I've also got some 7.5 by 3 and 3 quarter inch stickers of the Think It's Not Illegal Yet. So very appropriate for a bumper sticker. Good size there. Those will be up in the store soon, so make sure you check back. You'll get an update on that if you follow me on Patreon or if you follow me on social media. Now, Patreon people are going to get a discount for everything in the web store. So if you want to be able to get a discount and have access to some bonus content and have the opportunity to hang out with me once a month in real time, go to patreon.com slash riffs or die and sign up. If you want access to the live Zoom hangouts, you got to sign up at the $10 level or higher. To everyone that signed up already on Patreon, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate y'all. And to everyone that's going to sign up on Patreon or bought some merch from RiftsOrDie.com or is going to buy some merch from RiftsOrDie.com, thank you very, very much. And keep spreading the word. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends and family. That's the only way this thing is going to grow. Well... It's the best way it's going to grow. I need you. So on this episode, we've got one of the most requested guests of all time on the Riffs or Die podcast. On this episode, I spoke with my good old pal who plays in a band called Ex Mortis. Of course, I'm talking about Yaran Gonzalez, a.k.a. Conan, the lead shredman, lead vocalist of Ex Mortis. A lot of people get he and I confused with each other, especially when we're both at NAM. People are like, hey, dude, you're the guy from Havoc. He's like, no, I play in Ex Mortis. And the same thing happens to me. Dude, you rip. You play in Ex Mortis. No, I play in Havoc. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Let's dive straight into this interview. In this one, we talk about the new Ex Mortis album, which is being recorded right now as we speak. Or as I speak. I don't know. Maybe you're talking back to me. I can't hear you. Hello? Hello? Anyway, we get into that, shred talk, fantasy art, his gear that he uses, we talk about the 70,000 tons of metal cruises, and we talk about the metaverse and the matrix. So it gets a little interesting here, and for all you gear nerds, fans of Ex Mortis, I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this episode, especially if you're a guitar player. Quick little side note about the audio of this interview. There was an issue when we were recording with Zoom, and I think I've got it figured out for the future, but you guys will just have to bear with me. The audio quality on this is not quite where I would want it to be, but the information's still there, and I did my best to make it sound presentable and and listenable. So, uh, sorry about that, everybody. Just wanted to let you know about that. Fair warning. So, without further ado, please welcome my guest for this week, Mr. Yadron Gonzalez. A.K.A. Conan. Hit it. What's up, twin? How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm really excited that I'm the Colorado winner of the Conan lookalike contest. <laughs> How are the, uh, the other uh, contestants? <laughs> I'm just kidding. They I were all that. really good looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you've met uh, many others, right? I've met a handful forget what their names were and everything but they're like randomly everywhere is this like a common phenotype around the world or are we like <laughs> i think so i think god <laughs> ran out of ideas how <laughs> <laughs> you been man it's been a long fucking time yeah i know i've been all right though how about yourself what's new well i guess uh not too much i mean oh it sounds stupid right not too much I, i'm writing the new album we're going to record next week but I say not much because it's been the same fucking process for like two years. We, we were supposed to record like then. 
but we figured like what's the fucking point we don't know how long this shit's gonna go i mean maybe that wasn't the smartest idea you guys released it obviously you're like you, it was already set to release uh last uh that's right uh 2020 right yeah April? mayday 2020 May. that's right so um yeah for us i mean i don't know we're like well, let's just fucking take a break and see how, let's write this out but you know it seems like it's never gonna end so we just fuck it sat down to it and uh we're gonna record next week but other than that not too much just working that's awesome you said you're uh writing to go into the studio next week uh how much writing do you still need to do <laughs> uh, well I mean, what's the thing it, it never ends man it never ends like there's always something right there's always something you could do i mean uh, of course i feel very confident with like all the stuff uh all the all the music and lyrics but there's always something that i, I could always like tweak or something maybe I'm, i might be overdoing it i don't know I've always been that way with every record. I go in there and I obviously do a lot of last minute shit, but this time we we're more prepared, but I still have shit to tweak. I don't know. There's always something, but um, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. It's probably our best one yet. Hell yeah. How many songs? Uh, we were going to do like a lot, but we we're like, let's just keep it 10. Let's keep it 10. Like why, why overdo it? <laughs> 10 a good number. Yeah. It's, it's like a solid number. I mean, any less people are like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. It feels weird if you do too few or too much, like 10 is a good solid number. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good to leave them wanting more. So some of the like classic Metallica albums and stuff are eight songs. That's fine. And nothing wrong with that. They're also pretty long, right? Especially like Injustice. Right. Like they're, it's a, there's a lot of material. So it's not like it's, uh, you feel like uh, you do want more, of course, but you, you don't feel like cheated or anything listening to that whole album or any other albums for that matter. But uh, yeah, it's true. Totally well, um, some people would argue that they feel cheated listening to certain Metallica albums. <laughs> yeah, maybe really black album. <laughs> but Rain and Blood was only 28 minutes long, I think. Yeah, right. It's like, it's like not considered an album because of the, the, the runtime or whatever. But yeah, it's one uh, of the best albums ever. True. Yeah. I mean, cause it's just totally different approach, totally different attitude. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like cheated listening to that either, I guess, because there's enough songs in that one, right? Enough, like, chapters, even though they're fucking fast and, you know, quick. Um, yeah, I guess I don't feel that bad uh, listening to that album, but good point. Good point. I don't know. <laughs> so recently, you've been up to a lot of stuff doing Shred Talk. Explain to people that are unfamiliar what Shred Talk. Yeah, Shred Talk is uh, something me and Alex Lee from uh, Holy Grail and Bond of My Blood we were doing a Patreon thing at first and we're like, well, you know, we, we're not really getting that many subs. Let's try a new uh, outlet instead of IG live and stuff. Let's go do the Twitch route. I mean, and we know it's for gamers, but we're like, you know what, let's try doing this for shredders or other guitarists, aspiring guitarists or musicians in general, because we noticed we have a lot of different uh, instrumentalists viewing our, and subscribing to us. So yeah, we just shred our own tracks, covers, or even like just backing tracks on Twitch. So if anyone's interested in like watching us fuck around, noodle, even uh, try new things like jazz, chord progressions or whatever the hell you want. We take requests, not all the time, but we, you know, sometimes we do. Um, yeah, go ahead and hit us up on Twitch. I guess, what is that? Twitch.tv slash Shred Talk. You don't have to subscribe to us. You could just make an account and you'll be able to chat with us. So, you know, we could see what you're asking or talking about and we just chat along with everyone on the feed, uh, which is cool because on Instagram, it's just, I can't really go back so easily and answer everyone's question and whatnot. So Twitch has been really good. Twitch has been really cool. We've been doing this shit every week for a year now. Actually, yeah, we, we just hit our anniversary this month. Awesome. So, Congrats. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what to call it. It's like a uh, shred channel. We shred, we talk. That's what we do on there. <laughs> and then what's your Patreon if people want to subscribe to it? Right. Patreon.com slash shred talk. All one word. Same thing. Pretty straightforward. On there, we have a lot of guitar lessons we've been posting every week. So we have about, at this point, 60 plus videos. Anything shred. Uh, a lot of them are kind of intermediate to advanced level, but we've been trying to do like beginner stuff too. Because, you know, I guess we get a little carried away. <laughs> we have like an itch to uh, shred all the time, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, check that out and uh, see if it's something you guys like. I mean, we have different tiers. Check that out. Killer. So I wanted to ask you about this. I know that Ex Mortis went on tour recently. Right. Yeah, we did. We did a, a short run in summer, actually, uh, in July. We did Reno, a couple of dates in uh, Northern California. 
San Francisco was one of them, which was interesting because right after that show we played, they started to enforce the vaccine cards, which is pretty good because <laughs> we, we didn't know that. And, and then, uh, and then we found that out like the, the week after we're like, Oh shit, we barely fucking made it. <laughs> we were barely able to play that show. <laughs> so in San Francisco, is it literally every single show? Everyone has to show their papers. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, at least well, DNA lounge for sure. Cause that's where we played. And that's where we found out because, uh, that band Hellsot from San Diego, they said the were, they were supposed to play a show that was enforced, I guess, too late for the guys to get their cards or whatever. So, um, cause I think once you get your card, you have to wait like two weeks for it to be effective, which is ridiculous, sure. but whatever that was the case with one of the guys or something. So they had to couldn't play it. So yeah, that was a bummer. So Did they go all the way up there to find out they can't play? Actually, no. That's the okay. Good that's good. That's the, yeah, because that would that would suck a lot. Yeah, that would be fucked. But uh, no, luckily they found out ahead of time and they did the other dates they were going to do. But um, yeah, was San Francisco the only place that obviously it happened after the fact? But was there anywhere that was weird um, that was a challenge to to get into or have people no, attend? Not necessarily. I mean, the turnout seemed to be. I mean, that show itself that before that was right before the enforcement, I guess. It was fucking great. Sold out. And, uh, you know, I, I, maybe it's because at that time I hadn't played a show in, in a long time. So I was just blown away by, you know, the amount of people that were there. Because, um, yeah, thinking about it at that time, it was like a whole year and a half going to a live show. And I was, you know, really impressed. <laughs> were, were you guys playing the upstairs or the downstairs? Upstairs. upstairs. Yeah. Downstairs. I don't know if you could sell that out yet. But, <laughs> but hey, uh, no, not far off. That, that downstairs not terribly huge true uh, true I, I remember we played the upstairs and uh it was a hot sweaty mess oh my god yeah yeah well, that was uh, when we played with you guys on the, uh which run was that that was like with warbringer with uh, the conformist side uh runs yeah. you were guys doing right mm-hmm. yeah that was sick that was packed <laughs> yeah was- they had to turn away dozens of people at the door and we're all sitting there wondering like the, downstairs? the downstairs the bigger yeah. venue it doesn't have a show happening what the fuck are we doing up here yeah, right yeah that, that night there was nothing going on there uh no. when we played this last time they had booked like a weird show weird uh rave show down there it was actually pretty cool i checked it out later but <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah that made sense but for the time we played together that was yeah that was kind of dumb dumb move whatever they're lost they could have made more money <laughs> and then that tour that you went out on um that we're talking right. about who were you yeah. guys out with uh that was just us we, we we just did like you know our own little thing there uh just to keep things going uh make some cash and yeah that was that was short short and sweet and then after that we did another run in uh it september i think or august sorry august with lich king by that time i think some of those man i'm trying to remember if some of them were vax mandatory i don't think so because that tour they played san francisco they played dna lounge but we skipped out on that because we had already played there sure so yeah we didn't experience any of that from what i remember so that was cool that was yeah that's good but but after that we did play la which obviously required that uh but they didn't do it for the bands i guess they didn't really care they're like i don't care They're, they're just they're just trying to follow the rules they're probably just looking at the card it could be fake who knows but for the bands that were just kind of like, whatever. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I spoke, I spoke with a guy in Denver that uh, co-owns one of the venues here. And he said that they don't check mm. for the bands. He said that they just ask and whatever the band says, they just roll with that. I'm like, all right, well, you guys don't, it. you guys don't care about the people that are sweating all over people, taking a sip of water, uh, throwing it on people, yelling right. in people's faces. That th- those people don't have to prove shit. It's such a fucking total joke. Yeah, but no. uh, it not about safety at all. No. I wanted to ask you: are, are there any newer bands that you're a fan of? I have a hard time with this question personally because I'm so out of the loop, and so much of the shit that I love is old. I, me too, I, and I feel like a total jerk because it's like, oh, you're not paying attention to the scene around you. But it's kind of hard at the moment. You know, there's no fucking shows going on, but. um I don't know, man. I think uh, not really. I haven't been checking out music. I, I'm I'm guilty of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I am too. All I ever check out is shit that uh, people tell me to check out. You know, so I'm not 
on the hunt for stuff or new things. I think maybe because I'm so preoccupied with writing my own music, which I'm sure you feel the same way. Maybe that's why we're not really like searching too much. We more or less stumble upon new bands and stuff, or we, you know, we tour with them or play the show that, you know, the openers and stuff. Yeah. But uh, a couple of my friends' bands, I, you know, like hang out and uh, play video games with, they have some pretty cool bands. Mellow Death, Swedish Mellow Death style, uh, Crusaders from Chicago. They're pretty cool. Pretty fucking up and coming and just pretty sick up and coming band. And uh, another band from uh, the Bay Area called uh, War Troll, which is like, you know, high fantasy fucking battle music. So those are fucking cool bands that, you know, they're barely getting out there with their material. Um, I don't think any of them are signed yet, but uh, they're fucking sick. You should check them out. And speaking of fantasy stuff, you you guys have a lot of that fantasy oh, stuff yeah. going on, especially <laughs> on the album covers and T-shirt artwork and stuff like that. So I, I do have a random fantasy art nerd question for you. Sure. Frank Frazetta or Boris Vallejo? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I think I, I might have been asked this before, actually, but uh, I don't remember what I answered. I guess my mood changes. It depends. Like, it's like when someone asks me, uh, Maiden or Priest, I'm like, fuck. Some days I'm like, Priest. Some days I'm like, Maiden. Yeah, depends. Know, man. But um, lately... I would say Frazetta. I think I was more of a fan of Frazetta, I guess. Uh, maybe how I am with like Priest. That's why I always usually answer Priest, but sometimes it's Maiden. I think it's like, that's like that for me for some reason. Maybe because of the whole Conan connection or whatever, right? But uh, Boris is, is fucking like, I think his shit was way more detailed, it seems. Like more like fine-tuned. I know what you mean. I, I feel like Frazetta's art and Boris's art are very similar. But Frazetta's seems like more punk rock. Yeah. It's a little more raw. Yeah. I think that's maybe that's why I like it. You know, just a little more has that, you know, element to it. But yeah, I think yeah, Frazetta (laughs) for today. (laughs) (laughs) There's that movie that he helped animate that I really want to see. I've never seen it. Was it Fire and Ice? Fire and Ice. Yeah. Um, It's a cult classic for a reason. I mean, it's not. I, I don't want, I don't want to like shit on, on, on Frazetta or anyone else that worked on that, but it's very slow. I remember like watching it, like with an ex-girlfriend or something. Cause you know, she liked fantasy and stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember this movie. And I had watched it a long time ago and I thought it was cool because style and everything, but she was like, this sucks. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with this, you know, I saw this show and I was like little, it got me into fantasy, but, but you know, it, it, I guess she was kind of right. I mean, it's not that it sucks. It's just so slow. <laughs> It's just like so cheesy, but I don't know. I love that shit. I like that, you know? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious what you think about it. I'm curious if you, uh, if you dig it, you know, for what it is. I, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, I'm sure I'll love the animation. I've seen clips right. of it. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's just really cool. The style is really cool. There's a lot of cool, like, you know, characters that have, you know, it's sick. It's, there's, it's, it holds a special place in my heart artistically and, and fantasy realm like stuff you know i just like that shit so yeah i hope you dig i hope you dig who did the artwork on your last record uh on the last record was toha mashuri if i'm pronouncing his name correctly uh he goes by a hot on instagram a hot like dot i forget 76 i I think that maybe that's the year he was born he did uh a lot of our t-shirts as well he did like our i have sorrow on t-shirt that is probably our number one seller he did that one as well, which is also Lord of the Rings inspired army of the dead. Well, aesthetic there. It's like, it's pretty obvious, but you know, whatever we called it legions of the undead. And granted that's not an album, but you know, we just wanted to release something just because, and also to kind of uh, segue into our new album aesthetic, because the ones before like the, the prosthetic record releases were uh, all Frazetta style. And it was all the same artist. It was uh, Phil Lavier. How do you say his name? Laver, Lavere, Lavere, Lavere. You're asking the wrong guy. Phil Lavere, you know, the old uh, creator stuff he did. He's probably known for that uh, more than anything else. But um, yeah, for those, that was very Frazetta style. And the music reflected that a bit, you know, at least the content, like their content was, was very fitting. Then we started to segue towards more like, I guess, darker themes, maybe dark fantasy stuff. Yeah, this new album is going to be a little more towards that. Not that we're going to change our whole direction, but we figured it'd be kind of cool and to do something new, keep things fresh for this next album on the new record label, which I can't just say just yet who we're on. But um, yeah, (laughs) 
when, soon. Any idea when that'll be announced? That should be announced soon because we're hitting the studio Monday. Next Monday is our, our first day of recording. So maybe that day or after the recording's over with. But yeah, very soon we're going to be announcing some stuff. Hopefully we get things rolling again this year. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan. Awesome. Who's doing the new record? Who are you recording with? Uh, same dude, Zach Oren from, uh, from Oakland. We had ideas to just go, you know, do something local here in LA, but like with, uh, I can't even pronounce his last name, Plotnikov, Mike Plotnikov that recorded Warbringer. He did a fucking excellent job on those records, but I don't know. I've recorded with him once. I did the Arclight track with him, that cover, and he was really cool. And then the whole process was really nice, you know, really sick studio and everything. But I think we just developed such a deep connection with Zach that he knows how to get things out of us. You could fuck around with him, joke around with him. He'll tell me like, dude, that sucked. Do it again. He's on us, you know, to, he tries to get the best out of us in each take. And uh, he's really good with just understanding what we want in general, because it seems like we have the same interests and uh, we grew up with the same kind of you know, music. So we, we know what we're going for. He, here's a riff. He knows how it wants to sound without really telling him. So uh, that's why we right. keep going back to him, at least to record. We might get someone else to mix and master. You know, it's always good to do that, right? I guess. Sometimes but, um, depends on uh, who you're working with. But what about the last record? Did he mix that one as well? Yeah, he, he mixed and mastered that one too. And I thought it sounded great. I mean, yeah, it does. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it is in the end. Uh, we'll see what the new label wants to do with that. I mean, um, Prosthetic always wanted to have someone else master it or something, which is, you know, I guess, yeah. I mean, maybe they could just check it out. You know, not, I don't know. But uh, yeah, Zach Oren's the man. Always going back to him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. I've never met him before. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. How old is he? I think he's maybe a few years older than, than I am. So he's probably mid thirties. I think. Okay. Yeah. He's, All right. Cool. He played in midnight chaser. I don't know if you've heard midnight chaser. They used to be on heavy artillery back in the day when we were all starting. What else did he do? But he, he did like old school British heavy metal style stuff, thrashy stuff. So yeah, I guess, I guess you haven't heard of midnight chaser. They're I guess not as big. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of them. No, they're cool. They're cool guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you are one of the most requested guests that I've had on this show. <laughs> cool. Um, a lot of people have wanted to hear me speak with you. So uh, <laughs> thanks for taking the time to do it. I, oh, a lot of people that are listening are probably going to want to know what kind of gear you use. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, some of you may know that I'm just Jackson guy. I've always have been. I well, I, I've been using a lot of the Pro Series models. They're all pretty good for like the price range. They are going up in price, so I mean, I don't know. Up to you guys. We still want to do that <laughs> for Jackson players, but I, I still always play them. I, I just love the way they look. They shred well. You know, anyone could say uh, differently about their preference. Like you know, Alex is all about Ibanez. Yeah, he's leaning towards Strandberg now or some shit. You know, I love guitars in general, but I think on stage, that fucking V, it just feels great and it looks sick too. So that's my uh, go-to for Exmortis, at least. You know, uh, Rhodes V, bright colors are preferable, but whatever. V guy only, right? You only play Vs. Uh, only for Exmortis, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. because I, I do have some dinkies. I, I like dinkies. I have a soloist, and uh, yeah, I think I have an SG, too. Actually, I have a Gibson SG that I nice. rarely play, but I do like the way it sounds. But uh, yeah, I, I do have other guitars, but I guess everyone only sees me with Vs live, so... When I do the streams on Shred Talk, sometimes I'll bring up the dinky and they're like, what the fuck? They get just, <laughs> it's weird. Like how, how, you know, we associate things with someone like just because, you know, so they always use it and seeing them with something else. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like blasphemy or something. So that, yeah. that seems to have happened with me. But what about pickups and strings and uh, amplifiers? I've always used stock. So like for Jackson, it, for the most part, it's always been like Seymour Duncan's. They just, they sound good. You do a lot of stuff with it. Uh, but I think the JBs are kind of the more standard one that they come with. They're a little too bassy, you know? Uh, so I kind of like, I like switching them out with the Duncan Distortion or another one that has a little less bass and a little more mid or, or higher end. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's my go-to for switching out to a uh, Duncan Distortion. What was the other question? String, about? Strings, yes. any, any pedals, yeah. amps? Strings, uh, Dear Dario, they've been uh, pretty cool to us. It was be right before the pandemic where they wanted to work with us because we were with Dean Markley before and they were kind of like, 
I don't know what's going on with Dean Murphy, but whatever. So uh, Dear Dario hit, hit us up and, you know, they had a better deal. So we're like, fuck it, let's just go for it. And yeah, so they've been pretty good. They, the strings are, I mean, strings are strings, I think, unless you're using like maybe elixirs, then there's a huge difference. You know, those things last forever. So um, as for other ones, I don't know. I can't, I can never tell the difference too much. So yeah, Dear Dario is sick. It's cool. And, what, uh, what gauge do you use? Oh yeah, I use um, for E flat. I use ten to forty six. Okay, yeah, 46 like standard. To, yeah, standard. I used to do elevens, man. I used to do that shit, and I just, you know, like lately I've been feeling like the strain. Oh yeah, and it's like, what am I trying to prove? <laughs> I've I've seen some um, some video shootouts of different string gauges for mm-hmm. tone purposes and i was actually really surprised that some of the lighter string gauges actually sounded chunkier right um they they showed off like that i think a nine nine to 46 set versus like a 10 to 52 and the nine to 46 like actually sounded a little bit more clear I, i guess maybe with a little bit more metal there on the on the thicker ones it's makes things a little more muddy but Probably. personally, I like the tension on, on 10 to 52s. Yeah, they feel pretty the, good. The, 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 the feeling is really important to me. That's true. Yeah, because I mean, maybe because with, with a thinner string, they vibrate a little wider, or uh, maybe that's what resonates better. But I did use the 11 through 52 for that feel because like, I could play hard and it won't feel like that's too out of whack you know for me that's so. exactly it i pick pretty hard so the 52 exactly. on the bottom makes a big difference <laughs> totally yeah so when but, i play a 46 set i feel like i'm gonna break them right yeah you're <laughs> so yeah i mean i did the switch just because you know my wrist i'm just like oh, trying just like doing trying to do these like huge re-scrugs bands and stuff and i'm like i can't do this right now like on 11s yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's brutal kind of gnarly so yeah so i did the switch just to you know be a little more uh precautious and looking towards my health i guess <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> not a bad move but um yeah that's what that's my go-to for e flat standard tuning i'd use like just a standard one nine through 42 whatever it, yeah it's, is that the standard one nine to 42 i forget <laughs> nine to 42 <laughs> sounds I, I don't know i mean I, I'm not sure anymore. Like that. There, yeah. There's so many different versions of string gauges that all have different weird names. Yeah. But for that, I just stick with the standard, I guess, standard uh, nines, uh, any heavier, which I don't usually play in like D standard or lower for like other projects or stuff. Uh, yeah. I'll use 11s. Cause at that point it's like, that should be fine for most tunings, I guess anything lower than E flat. But yeah, that's pretty much it for that. I mean, as for, uh, amps i love marshalls i think they're uh i don't know they're sick they're they're pretty clear i know there's a lot of new things coming out that are like heavy and clear at the same time but uh i don't know i just love that you know old aesthetic the marshall sound it's just sick and i got my head modded actually got my head modded by jens cruz from over here in la and he is pretty sick he modded my amp to have a variac so i could switch from 100 watt 50 25 10 and three watts even. So wow. like I could crank my amp up and just lower the wattage or whatever the, yeah, the, the, the variac and it'll sound fucking sick titties right there at a lower volume. So, you know, playing live, I'm always told lower your amp. I'm like, God damn it. Cause I just got it at that sweet spot where it starts to break up and it just sounds good. Right. But I always lower it down and it's always thin sounding, you know? So yeah, that's useful for that. So he did that for me. And he also, uh, I have a switch in the back to uh, upgrade to a little more, uh, I guess, gain, a little more mids. And also uh, on the clean channel, he made it switch to the brown sound, you know, the old school uh, brown sound, which I think is pretty fucking sweet. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to use that for Exmortis, but I do have a, an Ozzy Osbourne cover band. I really want to push to be able to play like, you know, the bars out, out here. <laughs> so I think that'll fit very well because it has that classic distortion and, and tone like early like like randy Rhodes tone so yeah real grimy and gritty right. what kind of head is that that you got modded oh yeah i, I modded my jcm 2000 100 watt uh, okay yeah those are yeah, great man, I, I love that it's just that's why i was pretty stoked when we did that european uh festival or not the, it was not a festival i guess it might have been the one in denmark 
when we went with you guys. They had like a whole backline. They had 5150. I think they had a triple rectifier or something. And they had a 2000s there too for us to pick and choose. I was like, fucking stoked. Hell yeah, 2000, exactly what I use. <laughs> now, is it the DSO or the TSO? DSO. The TSO, yeah. the three channel. No, no two channel. D, DSL. Sorry. Oh, D. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've played on uh, the DSLs before and the TSLs. I like the uh, three channel a lot. Those things yeah. are beasts. I, I, uh, one of my friends had one. Yeah, they, they sound fucking sick. Hell yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I've, I've always had DSLs. Like, I don't know. I'll save my money. <laughs> I'd rather just so, pick it up. <laughs> sure. So what do you use them for a boost when it's solo time? For boosts, I use a uh, Tech 21. I think it's called Tech 21 DLA Boost. And what it does, it has delay with the boost. So and it has tap tempo too. So I could tap. Yep. Every song I always start when I'm playing the riff, I'll tap it and then I hit the boost and it goes up to solo volume with the distortion. I mean, without distortion, sorry, with the delay. Does it have reverb built into it too? <laughs> uh, no, it does not. But um, I mean, the delay, I guess, is good enough for that. I mean, I yeah, do yeah, want totally. some reverb. They, actually, they do have some reverb variations, but only reverb. So at this point, I think I mostly use the delay. I'm still building my pedal board, but a reverb would be a cool addition uh, for a lot of cool, like, you know, soft parts and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what I also have is obviously the Tube Screamer, the mini one. I, have to, I, don't want, I don't want a huge board, but <laughs> or I'm trying not to get too crazy. But uh, yeah, for now, I'm using the TS9 uh, mini. And then a, uh, I have a chorus pedal, which is okay. I forgot the company, but it's a cheap little chorus pedal it's all right it sounds good with the lead i guess but i what i really want is the like a phaser like the whole like, evh phaser i think right. it's the mxr right yeah the that orange phase yeah, 90 i think that's the one i want <laughs> i'll get it soon that one's so sick but i also use my uh my sure wireless i forgot the, the whole model number and everything but it's yeah it's a tuner and wireless built into one. Oh right? yes i know the I, one you're talking about it's so fucking good i mean it's expensive but it's so worth it. I don't know. I, I just, I like these two for one things like that, that delay boost. I love it. I fucking love it. And then this yeah. uh, tuner wireless, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Being wireless is such a relief when, once you take that plunge. Right. So right. nice. Not having as much stuff to trip on. Oh dude, I've, I've tripped. Oh man. One time I tripped. Well, I was pretty drunk on stage <laughs> and, uh, I did something and I tripped on my cable and I rolled a certain way. I, I was like, Oh my God, here it is breaking my fucking V in half. Probably like it was so slow motion for me when it happened. It was, it was pretty funny, but uh, I, I flipped and I got up just fine. I was surprised that I was able to maneuver that. <laughs> Guitar didn't break. Was, no, no, I, I didn't land on it. I landed on my body and I kind of rolled right up. Right, <laughs> you know? And the first row was they're cracking up. It was great. So it was unfortunate the rest couldn't really see because it was like a low stage. But um, yeah, I'm surprised I did that, you know, whilst drunk. <laughs> Maybe that's why it happened, right? Because I was kind of loosey-goosey. So fucking... <laughs> yeah, you're definitely upping the odds of you falling over <laughs> when you're drunk. Yeah, so yeah. Ever since then, I'm like, no, it's got to be wireless. No, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, Maybe not get so hammered either. <laughs> It, that'll help too. <laughs> yeah, that definitely, definitely help. <laughs> so when you're uh, running your tube screamer, is that on the entire time when you're on distortion channels? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that for, you know, especially like smartest. We don't have too many uh, clean parts or softer, you know, lower dynamics uh, spots in our songs. But when they do happen, I'll just simply turn it off and lower my volume. And it sounds pretty clean, especially like, like on the Marshall. It, com- it comes through like as a pretty clean sound. Sure. So um, that's just, that's my technique for that, that switch. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't really, I don't change the channels on my head either. I just use the dirty one the whole way. Um, but for the new Xmorta stuff, uh, we, we have some more like dynamic stuff coming up, like, you know, like acoustic parts and shit. So still deciding on whether we play them or we have a track behind, you know, introducing the song. Still yeah, if it's just an that. intro, I think doing a track is exactly. makes things quite easy. But easy, uh, yeah. if it's in the middle of the song, then you got a different problem. Yeah, yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah. 
So when when uh, you step on your lead boost slash delay pedal, that is that thing running in front of the amp or is it in the effects loop? That's in the effects loop. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would have figured. Just uh, clarifying for anyone listening that's trying to figure out how to do this. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I run that through, through the effects loop because I think I've, I've tried it through the front. Or All it's going to do is give more gain. And it's just, yeah, it's just not something, it's not what you wanted it to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah. going to make uh, the distortion more saturated. It's not actually going to boost exactly. the volume. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the one you want to run through the front is, like, the Tube Screamer or any other overdrive. Sure. Um, I've heard it, like, I've heard, like, say, surprisingly enough, the, what was that, the distortion pedal, the, the, the infamous one, the, the Black Boss one, the fucking... Yeah, the uh, HM2. Yeah, that that one is, it sounds pretty good. If you put that through the effects loop, actually, I've heard, uh, what's his name? Ola England. He did yeah. that. And it sounds fucking amazing. I'm like, no fucking way. I, I used it wrong this whole time back when I was like a little kid when I got it. No <laughs> wonder I sounded like shit. <laughs> I, I have one of those. I found one on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace a, a few years back and dude was selling it. It's a made in Japan one. And oh, I, was, I was like, he, he lived like four hours away, but he was like, I'm actually coming toward Denver. If you want to meet me like, you know, an hour away from where you live, you can come get it. I was like, fuck, yes. That's Sign me up. Hell yeah. So you have, have you been messing around with it for like? It's really fun to play yeah. with. Um, yeah. It only, it's a one trick pony. You can't do a whole lot of <laughs> dynamic stuff with it. But we used it a little bit on the last Havoc record. There's a couple parts on yeah. the last Havoc album where the left and right main guitar rhythm tracks were just kind of the same tone throughout the record. But oh, whenever we, there would be a third track or, you know, possibly four tracks, that we would sense. add in other flavors. So we would add in a different amp kind, a different uh, overdrive pedal or whatever. And there's a couple spots on that record where we use the HM2 just, just to thicken it up and give it a little hint of that flavor. Right. That's, that's smart. Yeah, that's, that's great. So you could separate everything more easily. Or at least make it make it easier for the engineer, right? <laughs> Which oh, is yeah. you, right? <laughs> well, it wasn't me this uh, the oh, last yeah. two records. <laughs> yeah, we, we did uh the last one with Mark Lewis. He's done okay. a bunch of stuff with uh he used to work with Jason Sukov at Audio Hammer Studios, but he's done a bunch of stuff with Whitechapel and Cannibal Corpse, Deicide. I think he's done stuff with Trivium and a whole bunch of bands. Oh shit. Fuck yeah. Good shit. Good fuck shit, man. That's cool. Yeah, I, I want to get one myself just to fuck around. I might do the same, you know, when I when there's another layer. Fucking just Yeah, just throw it right up the middle with the third guitar track, and then you'll get that flavor, but it's not going to, like, make a, a mixing nightmare, like you said, right. for the engineer that's got to work with the tracks. Hell yeah. I'll see if I can get one in time for next week. <laughs> yeah, go, go borrow one and throw it on your you record in a couple spots. I, I personally <laughs> like it. Uh, where we used it on the Havoc record, because that Boss HM2 is so, so grimy and so distorted and right. not like a tight sound for like palm muting and stuff, mm -hmm. um, like galloping palm muted riffs just don't translate very well on it. So when we did use it, we used it on big, like long chords. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have some spot for that. So maybe I should get one in time. <laughs> yeah. And just throw good. it right That's up the idea. gut, dude. The third right. rhythm track and just throw it right down the middle. Hell yeah. Take your word for it, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's a good trick. It, it's fun. I love that sound, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make that the sound of an <laughs> entire means, song's guitars. You're not going to tour with that. In other words. <laughs> right. Right. If, if, if we did terrible. play with that tone for an entire song, it would have to be like a pretty punk rock song with not a right. lot of palm muting. Right, totally. <laughs> it won't be as articulate, you know. You won't hear all the quick picking that you guys do. It'll be lost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would either have to be a punk rock song or a doom song, and Havoc is basically right. like an anti-doom band. Uh, True. <laughs> when people ask what kind of metal it is, we could just say uh, the opposite of doom. Yeah, not doom, not at all. <laughs> I don't yeah. mind uh, some of that stuff, but True. yeah, yeah that, that's likewise. the total opposite of what Havoc sounds like when it comes to metal. Yeah, and, and same with Ex Mortis. You guys have a, a ton of fast stuff, and it's very got Not a lot of a lot of notes going on. You guys don't do any of the stuff where you're playing uh, seven different notes in the entire eight minute song. 
Exactly. Yeah, we're 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 more maximalists than minimalists. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll that. too many notes. <laughs> yeah, the uh Amadeus. was it in Amadeus? Yeah. <laughs> too many notes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have that shirt or sticker or something? No, but we probably should, you know. I, I know we were thinking about it. I don't know where the why the fuck we haven't done that, but that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need that shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> with pink haired Wolfgang. Oh yeah, the pink haired that is, is that one's that's my favorite one. <laughs> Big wig. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so this new record is gonna be done. What do you think? By the end of February, you'll be done recording? Uh no, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna do a week and a half. Week and a half of that. That's uh, gonna be I, quick. I'm tracking a lot of the guitars right now just to I mean I might have to redo some stuff, but I'm just gonna have all these DIs for him to work with and reamp. Oh, nice. Okay, brilliant. So it, it'll really, really make it easier for us. So, so we could just focus on drums and vocals primarily. Smart. Um, Cody, uh, he wants to do the bass over there. He's been, you know, I've, I've been tracking him too, but he, he's he's also like, I guess, changing it up every time. He wants to like really feel it out, and I don't know, you know, you know, like I was saying, like we were just like that sounds good, but I want to do this now, you know. Let's see if this works. So, yeah, that's fine, and and it's good to have an outside ear, like right. the producer that you're going to work with. He'll be able to point you guys down the right path. Yes, um, absolutely, that, yeah. He, he's done that for us many times. Like, no, you know what? What if you just did it this way? And we do it, and it's like that actually is better because you know he has a really good ear and he has a lot of experience. So, yeah, we 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 trust his judgment. So, yeah, yeah, that's part of what you're paying for when you're working with someone like that. Is not just for them to twiddle the knobs and hit record, but Right. And do the editing or whatever, but you're largely asking for their input, their opinion on stuff. Cause uh, we, we get so close, we get so close to this stuff that we don't have a proper uh, outside objective perspective on it anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, I've learned that the hard way many times uh, before, like, especially like beginnings of Xmortis, like, I'm like, no, I want it to go like this and that. And then, you know, at the time, Mario was like, no, it's like, I can't fucking do that or something. Cause I'm, I, I wrote like drums that were like stupid fast. And it's like, I can't fucking play that. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that were other things too. Like, we need a little more groove here. You know, you're playing too fast. And I'm like, oh shit, you know what? You're right. So I, I definitely learned over the years to kind of like hold back a little bit and then, you know, speed up when appropriate. Yeah, and it's very important to have uh, an, another opinion. Uh, on your work because you, you get so deep into it you know it, it's it's kind of dangerous <laughs> it, it can be i mean good things can definitely happen without that outside opinion right. however it's definitely valuable especially when you can afford to pay somebody to give their input like that and it's a seasoned pro that knows what they're doing knows what you're looking for likes the same kind of shit you like it's not right. like this producer is trying to turn you guys into katie perry Oh, hell no. Fuck that. <laughs> Which, I mean, would be cool. We would make millions, but nah, fuck that. <laughs> We're you gotta, br- gotta brush up on those three chords. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not It's not two, five, one. That's the, who knows what the fuck they use. I forget. Just one and five. That's it. <laughs> Six, five, three, one. Six, five, <laughs> whatever they are. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> when do you expect that new record's gonna come out? Uh, most likely summer, maybe late summer being realistic because we'll be done February Mexican mastering should be done, uh, before the end of the month. So yeah, given that time, it was usually between four or six months, right. For production. Yeah. Hopefully not too late somewhere in the middle of the year. Hopefully by then, I don't know, being, maybe being a little too hopeful about the whole pandemic stuff and, uh, and restrictions, but yeah, once it comes out, we do want to just hit it hard. You know, as if nothing ever happened, but you know, that's kind of hard to, uh, to assume. It's not up to you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, we're just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. You know, hoping. (laughs) Yeah. We'll, we'll have to hit the road again together one of these days. Oh man. Yeah. Dude, it's been too long and yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you're dying to play, right? When's the last show you played? We last played at the very beginning of 2020 we played the 70,000 tons of metal cruise and that was it right damn god damn yeah that was that was well back (laughs) 
Yeah. How was so that it, one? How was that that one? It was fucking sick, right? Yeah, it was super fun. It's fucking yeah. Really good time. Exodus played uh all of Bonded by Blood, start to finish. Damn, no way. They did that because you played twice. So did right. they play that twice or just one of the sets was the entire uh, no, they they played their first set just a bunch of like normal, like okay. a normal show, and then the second set they played all of bonded. That's fucking cool. That's really cool. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was way cool. Um, got to see Michael Shanker play a bunch of old oh, UFO shit. stuff. Oh yeah, uh, no, I, didn't, I didn't know that he was on the fucking on the ship. What? Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. There was actually a time um, on his outdoor set where the wind was so brutal it fucking knocked over the full stacks behind him dude the wind was gnarly it was bad they had to like put the amps back together and then like just hold off on anyone performing for a couple hours because the wind and rain was so insane um yeah that was a good time but it (laughs) was cool we eventually got to see him but there there was a ton of good bands that played that thing Uh uh-huh yeah, they, those are a blast. If you guys ever get the chance to do one of those, definitely yeah, do it. We because did do that. We did, we did. Oh, you I did? Think, I think it was the year before. I fucking don't remember. 2018 or 20, I think it was 2019. We did 2019. Awesome. That was really fucking fun for us. Yeah, totally. We played at five in the morning for one of the sets. It was a really good blast, man. But there was still people over there. There's like, still people there. Dude, yep. It doesn't matter here. And I love that. That's why I want to I do it every chance I can. That shit's so fucking fun. Yeah, super <laughs> fun. Uh, free food. Everybody's oh, yeah. on the boat, so like you know the the rock stars, so to speak, can't like run yeah. off and, and yeah, just they're like forced to talk to you. You have to you can fan out fan, fan boy out on them. Yeah, yeah so. you can corner them and uh, <laughs> threaten them. <laughs> Give your money. <laughs> <laughs> um, who oh, were yeah. some of the who were some of the highlights on that one that you played? Oh uh, well, for sure, because uh, just because you know we're, we're pretty buddy buddy with obituary that. Uh, or at least they took us in. They're like our uncles to us. Yeah, we hung out with them. They had a sick ass set on the top deck. Yep. And uh, Kenny was like, he was like in a floaty, like pretty much the whole time. And then they're like throwing, you know, the the whole the balls, the beach balls around. It, it was it was really cool with those guys because you know they're just you know just slamming, just fucking heavy fucking riffs. And uh, yeah. I was really wasted, so I was I was having a great time, and uh, that was really cool for us. Yeah, except was cool. Oh, dude, except yeah. is fucking amazing live. Because I, I had never seen him live before, and I was like, fucking, hey, this is my chance. And boom, it was awesome. Pure magic, yeah. man. Yeah, they blew me away. The first time I ever saw Except, I think I may have only seen them the one time, but when I saw them, they completely blew my mind. I've never seen a band sound that good that's not pushing air on stage. They did not have any... Uh, air going through cabinets everything was just direct from like uh kempers or axe effects and it sounded incredible and they were so fucking tight and so heavy it was incredible that's like one of the top 10 best things i've ever seen live yeah it was fucking sick man i was i mean i was really wasted too maybe that's why it was even more enhanced but (laughs) it was fucking sick yeah i was pretty i didn't realize that they had they just used kempfer that's it's interesting holy shit yeah yeah they don't use cabinets at all they're they're not pushing any air on stage interesting that's fucking cool man yeah sounds fucking kind of great often that backfires because the front of house guys like not compensating for that correctly like right. i've seen other bands that didn't push air live and so the only thing that was real loud on stage was drum set i don't know something goes on where the the engineer that who's mixing doing front of house doesn't do the, the things that i would do or some mm-hmm. other people would do and it just it's missing something it, it's it sounds really strange but uh except was the first time i ever heard a band not pushing air that sounded absolutely incredible when I discovered that they weren't pushing air on stage, my mind was blown. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? That just sounded so good. Um, one thing that they may do that uh, a lot of bands probably don't do, they may have taken the floor monitors because they're all on in-ears in that band. Okay. Yeah, They may have taken the floor monitors and f- turned them around and uh-huh. turned them into like front fills. Interesting. Which that could explain why it sounded so great and like they were pushing air on stage. That's an excellent technique. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause 
Yeah, I'm sure they're all ha- they all ha- have in ears, so they're going to be on time no matter what. But that's really cool. That uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to like their setup exactly. So yeah, it's interesting. That's really yeah. What cool. what, what some idea. of those bands will do? They'll take that front of house mix, send it back to the monitor desk, and have mm-hmm. the monitor guy feed that through to the front, the, yeah. the 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 wedges on the floor, and you just turn the wedges up and face them out toward the crowd. So that no matter where you're standing in the crowd, you're hearing the full mix. Because that's one thing that sucks about being front row center at a show. The PA is like most of the time behind you and very right. far away. So you really don't hear the, the mix at all. You're, you're mostly just hearing stage volume. Exactly. So that, that's a good trick to, um, you know, kind of fix that. Yeah. I mean, I don't see Exmortis doing that in the, in the foreseeable future but uh that is really interesting i never knew about that that's cool we might do that we'll see maybe like 10 years down the line when we want to start traveling light you know <laughs> yeah and you'll travel so light you'll just play shows in the metaverse exactly there you go that's right that's the new thing right that's the new <laughs> gotta start yeah. making some nfts and stuff <laughs> yeah i mean the nft thing is very interesting um the metaverse thing is makes me sick <laughs> yeah i know i, I I'm just, I don't know, man. It's so weird. It's like, it's not real though. I mean, but I guess video games aren't real. I like video games, I like movies, like, you know, reading books, but I guess it's just a different concept. And I'm, I'm just, I can't really wrap my head around it just yet. So yeah, we'll see how, how things go for that. I mean, I don't know. The world's changing pretty fucking quickly. It seems, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Eventually this metaverse thing is going to turn into something just like the matrix where, right. where the metaverse stuff will be indistinguishable. Maybe it won't be metaverse. Maybe it'll be some other company or whatever. But think about it. Like a hundred years from now, they'll be able to make that shit almost indistinguishable from real life. Right. They'll hook you up to a IV bag. They'll feed you and put water in you, and you'll have a <laughs> colostomy bag to take all your shit out. Just like in the Matrix, they've they've got right. uh, the the feeding tubes hooked up to them, and the right. machines are using the human electricity to run the machines. Crazy We're, shit, that man. that shit is not that far off from what could happen <laughs> yeah this seems like it's the well maybe not the absolute beginning but it seems like we're starting to see that a lot more as a real reality of our dark future that's that's pretty uh pretty uh scary <laughs> to say yeah, least. <laughs> yeah there'll be there'll be some of us though that would rather just live in the real world and and right. remain free range and absolutely you know, yeah looking at the sky and the stars and breathing air yeah, the real sky, real air. <laughs> real like that stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, life is great. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, there, there's tons to be <laughs> grateful for. I mean, there's a lot of shit in this world that sucks, but there's a lot of stuff that's really, really great. Oh, yeah. And it's like a lot of the small things, at least for me, you know, I'm, I'm assuming a lot, a lot of you too, you know, it's little things that really uh, count, you know. Uh, yep. You can even like going, taking a walk, looking at the sky. Well, maybe not in LA. We have a lot of smog, but you know. Going somewhere on a, on a nice trail, maybe in Colorado, because it's fucking beautiful out there. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like that. <laughs> you, you guys have the ocean. Yeah, maybe there's a bunch of face diapers swimming around out there. But yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of a uh, lot of shit in the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, you're still out in San Fernando Valley, right? No, uh, I'm in. Uh, I actually moved to Hollywood, not for any particular rock star reason. <laughs> But there was a, a place that was in between mine and my girlfriend's uh, work. So we are like, let's just move here, I guess, Hollywood. And uh, in this area, so we started looking out for places and we found a good spot that was uh, pretty cheap. And I was like, fucking surprised you know, it's in Hollywood, but cool. So now we're in Hollywood. I never thought I'd live in Hollywood. I just spoke with a buddy the other day who lives in Hollywood. He said it's like a freak show. He said it's like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of is. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like I'm like not far on, off sunset and like just going to do stuff like random weird people on the streets. It's kind of like, no, oh, it's like a wannabe Vegas, I guess. <laughs> wannabe Fremont Strip. <laughs> Except on the Fremont, a lot of it's actually kind of cool. Over here, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're like deep into Hollywood where we have the actual like on the strip, you know, like on Hollywood, I guess. that Then I guess it's not. It's like a little more like Vegas, but I don't know. It's all yeah, weird. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. We don't call it Holly weird for nothing. <laughs> exactly. Holly weird indeed. <laughs> well, 
Well, I got one last question for you. We could wrap this thing up. For sure. So this is the one I gave you a little bit advance notice on. I, I wish I would have remembered to give you more advance notice because it's a, a hefty question that sometimes yeah. people I'm need more time to answer. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> well, it, it, here's the thing. With this, it doesn't have to be immaculately profound. No, of um, course not. But if you could give one piece of advice to future generations, what would you want to tell them? Yeah, man. I don't know. For me, I think because especially during this uh, pandemic, when it happened, we had a tour lined up. Obviously, couldn't do it. And um, yeah, like immediate, like almost immediately, I was surprised. I was like, oh, whatever. Oh, you know, it'll be fine. Just fucking the no tours blues came in. And I'm like, just fucking depressed. I'm just, you know, working, only working. No, there's nothing to look forward to. So, I mean, having gone through that, I'm like, well, that's just me. I don't have to feel that way. I don't have to let that prevent me having a good time uh, doing what I want to do. So I would say, I guess to anyone really to today and future generations, it's like you are your worst enemy. You know, don't allow yourself to be that way. You know, do stuff, go for it. Don't doubt yourself. Just fucking do shit, you know, do with what you can do. You have the power to do whatever you can do. So go ahead and do it. You know, the pandemic, you can't really control a lot of the things going on, but there's a lot that you can control. So go on with that. I believe you said something, you posted similar things before. And uh, I totally agree with that. So, you know, don't allow yourself to like fall in that hole, man. And if you do just keep getting up, do something, you know, love it. Yeah. Life is beautiful. So go find that beauty, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. What you just explained is essentially stoic philosophy in a nutshell, you know, take, take inventory of the stuff that you can control and the things you can't control the stuff you right. can't control, let it go. And the stuff you can control, do your best. Yeah, man. Cause it fucking just drive you mad. I've been there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, man. You know, I love you, it. That, all, all that can you be army, <laughs> whatever that commercial is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What you said though is beautiful. It's a good message for people to hear. Awesome. I, I, at least I came up with something, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. I appreciate no, I believe, it. I believe it. I, I believe it. You know, I, I, you know, I was, I was a little depressed uh, at the beginning of it, you know, I allowed it to get the best of me. And I'm like, just, you know, moping around all the fucking time. I, I, for that time, I didn't, I didn't play guitar for like a month. I think it was like, I forget how deep in the pandemic, whenever it started, but it was like about a month. I didn't play. I was like, not inspired, but it's because I let it happen. You know, I allowed outside forces prevent me from doing what I always do. You know, always playing guitar, even at home. If I'm out, if, even if I'm not touring, I'm playing guitar, but at that time I let it get the best of me. So glad I realized that sooner than later. Uh, otherwise I wouldn't be right finishing the album right now or whatever, you know? So um, yeah, I'm glad I did that. So everyone wake up, let's do it. Get on with it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You can't control outside things, but you can control your reaction. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. Love it. Well, thanks for spreading that message of strength. People yeah, need no to hear that stuff right now. I know. Right. We're all, Going need a little bit of help mentally, emotionally. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like uh, a lot of uh, a lot of our friends are kind of we're in that spot too. So, yeah, it seems like everyone's kind of breaking out of that. Good, good for them, and good for anyone that is going through that too, and just breaking out of that shit too. Yes. So, if people want to find you, where should they look hey, you up? Good question. I haven't updated anything on the website, possibly due to this particular <laughs> situation, but. Um, you could find at least all, all of the links to our social media on exmortismusic.com. So E-X-M-O-R-T-U-S music.com and our Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook pages are there. So that's the quickest way. Um, also, if you want the Shred Talk stuff, you can find me there. I'm, I'm on every week. Maybe not next week because I'm going to be recording, but Alex will be on there. Uh, he'll be holding the fort. By himself so uh yeah check us out on shred talk anything patreon.com slash shred talk twitch.tv slash shred talk do you want people to follow you on social media yeah if you want like to hit me up personally too that's fine um you know uh when i can get around to reading messages and stuff yeah i could do that now you can hit me up on facebook i think it's my name but then again i'm not on there as much so where, just, where are you on uh, so the most instagram instagram is probably best I'm, i i realized 
So slave to the sword is my username, slave number two, the sword. The S word. The S word, yeah, slave. I know it's funny. I tried using that name as a, like on a game or something, like a gamer tag. And it's like, oh, you can't use that. It's like offensive. I'm calling myself <laughs> a fucking slave, dude. It's like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> fucking censorship, man. It's fucking, oh, man. <laughs> so I came with something else. But yeah, slave to the sword. <laughs> cool. I'll link to all that stuff in the description for this thing. Hell yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me on here, man. I'm, I'm stoked. And I haven't seen you in a while. You know, granted, we're not in person. So this is, you know, the next best thing. But uh, definitely, I'm stoked for the future. You know, what you guys are going to come out with, and we could uh, hopefully do another run. Yeah, many absolutely. Many runs, you know, why not? However many you guys can put up with with, with us, you know? Oh, we <laughs> love to run with you guys. Yeah, man. It was, we had some pretty good runs. <laughs> yes, we have. All right, cool. Is there anything else you want to tell people before we get off of this thing? Uh, no, I mean, just other than the fact that we're recording. So expect, you know, more news on our social media about the new album and, uh, you know, a new record label and, you know, our plans for summer and thenceforth. So with that said, uh, legions right forth. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, bro. Thanks a lot for taking the time. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your new stuff. Thanks a lot for listening to the end, friends. I appreciate you very, very much. Make sure to check out riffsordie.com, pick up some merch, and if you want a discount or you want to be able to hang out with me once a month in real time, make sure you go to patreon.com slash riffsordie. And all the links to all the Ex Mortis stuff, all the Shred Talk stuff that we discussed here in this episode will be in the description below, so make sure you hit that up. I don't have any guests lined up for the next episode, so it'll probably just be another solo podcast, but there is no shortage of things to talk about. Lots of stuff going on, and I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Music recommendation for this week is, of course, Ex Mortis. Go listen to their whole entire discography. Super Shred, too many notes, as they put it in their own words. It's too many notes in a good way. Take care of yourselves and each other, friends. Try to leave the world a little nicer than the way you found it. We're all going to be all right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.